0: thing that I've talked about frequently in these podcasts and I also examine in my website is the relationship we have with five and even six dimensions and I do point out that consciousness or what we call consciousness is an attribute of the fifth dimension and there's a lot behind this and if you go to my website and study that, you'll understand that better. Now, one thing we see in everyday life is people pushing to achieve something and they find they're blocked. And it's almost like an uncanny thing that can block them at every turn. In one sense, this is like on a three-dimensional surface, trying to fit for instance a flat piece of paper over uh, a curved surface or something like this. You push it down in one place and it pops up somewhere else. And it almost seems like an impossible job to keep everything flat down. Now. One of the difficulties we have in life is knowing when we're going against what we might call the divine will and things are held difficult for that reason. And on the other hand, we have to persevere with things. We shouldn't just give up too easily. I've pointed out the example of somebody who's... um, is going to mow the lawn so they really don't want to do it and they get out and they find that the lawnmower is out of petrol and they say well that's it i can't mow the lawn the lawnmower is out of petrol well of course if they wanted to mow the lawn they would fill up the lawnmower and if there was no petrol they'd go off and buy petrol and if they tried to start the lawnmower and it still didn't start well they would try and fix it or take it to somewhere to be fixed So a lot of this depends on your will, it depends on actually how determined you are to achieve what you want. But on the other hand, you can push to achieve things that go against the divine will. And people do succeed in that. But if we look at why some people are successful in this and other people get blocked, It relates to what I talked about in my last podcast and what we might call whether you allow the spirit of the Lord to come into you and how in tune you are with what might be a minor setback or what is actually a process of saying no, this is going the wrong way. It's very much a feeling thing and it's very much that people... People do often get wrong but part of learning is to, to make mistakes and to learn by them. So in one sense we have to you know, sometimes try and do things that go against the divine will in order to appreciate exactly what the situation is. Now when I say that this is like trying to fit a flat piece of paper over a curved surface or something similar to that, we have all had this kind of experience. Of pushing things down in one place and it pops up somewhere else. It's not simply a metaphor, it is what we see in that case is a 3D manifestation of a reality that can take place in five dimensions. And we're back, and I often get back to this, to Plato's shadows in the caves. In the cave, what we're seeing. Um, is is an echo, something which we can comprehend on a much bigger scale. And this is part of this process that I talked about in the last podcast, about being related to these events that we might call synchronous. The more in tune you are with the synchronous events, the more you see them and the more they start working with you. If you cut yourself off from them, you you don't see them. And this is why atheists claim they, they go around so blindly and they can't see the manifestation of God, even though to other people it's staring them in the face. Now, by the same token, people who are cut off from the reality and from their own conscience will go against the... Spirit of of God, um, what what I said was divine will, but it's not actually divine will because divine will will always take place; it will always happen. And what we might say is a, a divine a mercy. They go against the mercy and they oppose that, and then they reach they, they come across these obstacles. But because they're cut off from the reality. They don't see the obstacles that are put in their way. But also, there aren't so many obstacles. The more in tune you are with the reality, the more you see things, the more you observe things. And the more you're aware of how the universe is helping you in some ways and maybe even impeding you in others. And if you're cut off from that, you just don't see it. So it's a truism to say that people who are Aligned with the spirit of God, find things very easy, and people who are unaligned with the spirit of God find things very difficult. But as I said, this is part of the learning we have to do, and becoming aware of when we go against the the, the divine uh, plan, the the, the the mercy of God. Um, and becoming aware of that and then trying to change our attitude, our uh, what we do, how, what we think, how we feel about things in, all, in that alignment, um, is part of the learning process. There's no judgments here. We don't say, oh, these people who are aligned are so much better than these people who aren't, because we're all on a journey and we must all appreciate that we have to go through that learning in order to get closer to the destination. We never arrive, but we get closer. There's a Sufi story about a character who comes up in Turkish folklore called Nasruddin and is often a, a teaching figure or a simpleton or apparently a simpleton. And he takes many, many forms in the stories. And there's one particular story of a king who wanted to send um, an, an emissary, an, an envoy to uh, a neighboring kingdom um, in order to uh, try and stop an, an invasion, you know, to, to, to appease things. And uh, he did that by filling a huge treasure chest with, with treasure. But he was so annoyed by his um, advisors and his sycophants around him that he said, that's it, he said, I'm going to choose somebody at random from the kingdom and they can take it because you're all just sycophants. And as luck would have it, and of course we know that in reality there's no such thing as luck, the emirs went out and they chose Nasruddin. And Nasruddin was taken to the court, but of course the env- the envoys and so on who would, the people who'd normally be be taking it. The advisors were so f- pissed off that they stole the treasure from the um f- from, from the chest and filled it with earth. And they told Nasruddin to say all the wrong things. So they said, Well, when you arrive, you must address the um king as the new moon and the normal attribute was to address him as the full moon, you know, the brightness. He is something which shines. He said, no, 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 you must address him as the new moon. And there are another another other examples of this of how they tried to setting Nazaridim up to fail. But Nasrudim was a very simple person and he was aligned in that sense with the will of God, which is why he was chosen in that sense. And he goes on this journey and he arrives at the kingdom, it's much more to the story, but he arrives at the kingdom, and he's brought before the king, and the king is is, um, angry, and he wants to, you know, quite set out to invade this country. And as Rudin presents this treasure chest, which is closed, you know, and he says, I've been told to tell you that this is all we can give you. And they opened the treasure chest and are horrified to see that it's filled with earth. And the king asked his envoys, his advisors, he says, what's the meaning of this? And they were all talking amongst themselves and they said, um, uh, "We will. what we think um, is that um, they're not going to concede any earth to you. They're not going to concede any ground. If we try and invade, they will defeat us. They will fight to the end. And the king's a bit disturbed at this. And then as Rudin addresses him as the new moon. And the king's really angry. He says, New moon he says, What does this mean? And he, his advisors all talk among themselves and they said, Well the new moon is is, is um uh, hasn't reached its potential. It's uh, you know, still rising, it's gonna to come to the full moon. It's actually in turn in a term of endearment, you know. And the king laughs at this and he says, your, your king that you came from is a very wise man and we won't invade him so long, you know, and so on. And it's, it's, just, it's a simple story, but it shows how if you're aligned with the reality, you're aligned with the will of God and you see the sunset, things that happen to you are just going to work out. Now, I've seen this many, many times in my life. You know, where things just work out in, in amazing ways. And this is true of, everybody has these stories to a greater or lesser extent, except the atheists and the people who are really cut off, of course. Everybody has these stories of, in one form or another. So returning to this image, this metaphor, if you want, of you know trying to flatten down a flat piece of paper onto a uh, curved surface. There's a lot of aspects to this. One is that sometimes that's a job that needs doing. And if it does pop up, some of us, we've just got to deal with it. Uh, in other places, you are going, in other senses, you are going against the divine will. And things are going to get worse and worse for you if you really try and do it. And we're back. It's something I've talked about before to what's been called the serenity prayer. And there's many variations of this, but the variation I always use is to say, God, give me the strength to change what I can change, the patience to accept what I can't change, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I always add a caveat to that and say, at this moment, and I'll explain that in a bit. Now, this attribute of, of changing what you can't change and having the strength to do that and accepting what you can't change and having the patience to do that is the, yi, the yang and the yin, the masculine and the feminine, the doing and the being, the two aspects of, our, uh, of ourselves which equate to the, and I've talked about this before, to the two states of a, of a, a photon or a small particle, you know, the um, um, Heisenberg's Uncertainty Principle, but you have to go to my website to find out more about that. But in a way, this is the ultimate learning experience that we need to have. Because we always get it wrong. We do things when we should have just, waited and tried to understand and we sit and we watch and we wait when we should be going in and doing something and in one sense if we can resolve that dilemma doing what we should do uh, and having the strength to do it then that can be difficult because sometimes it's too difficult I'm not going to do it. And if we go with a divine will, we will get the strength. And be, things will happen in amazing ways. And having the patience to accept what we can't change, and that's difficult as well, especially in this day and age, people lack patience. We have to observe. It's not just a matter of being patient and waiting, but we have to observe. We have to be aware of what's going on before you do anything. You have to observe it. If you going to a... A car mechanic, and you say, I've got this problem with the car, he's going to start the car up and he's going to look at the engine and listen to it. He's going to observe. He's not going to go charging in and changing the well sun, do, but he should really just go charging in and changing the spark plugs because he happens to have an expensive pair of par- set of spark plugs that he can charge you for. That's not the right way of doing things. You observe and then you do. And this is very, very difficult. But it is this process, as I say, of learning, of learning when we're going with the divine will and when we're not. And the caveat I put on that, I say, at this moment, you see, I have people, you know, their clients, you know, come and say, well, look, uh, I'm really fed up with my job and, you know, I'm getting depressed and so on and so on and so on. And I ask the obvious question, well, can you look for another job? And usually people, it's not on their radar because, you know, this is why people get depressed. It's because they don't realise the power they have to change their environment. They're swept along by their environment and they don't realise they have power to change it. So you have to explore that power. And if you're looking for a job where you can get online, you can look for jobs, you can ask people, you can look around. And so on. But people often come up with a whole series of excuses as to why they shouldn't change their job, even though it's practically killing them. And of course, you know, if you're going to look for a job, I say to them, well, back to the serenity prayer, be patient with what you you can't change and the strength to change what you can change at this moment. So if you're lying in bed at night, You've got, to be, you've got to just accept that and accept that, well, you know, tomorrow I'm going into work and that's the way things are. But if you're sitting around on a Sunday afternoon and you're bored, you know, where you can get up, you can get online, you can look for another job. You know, online you can do things all manner of ways. So you have to say, what can I do at this moment? There's no point worrying at night and losing sleep over it because that's not going to get you anywhere. So in any situation where you find yourself in this kind of predicament, where it's almost like you're pushing down at one place and things are popping up in another, we should sit down and do some meditation, some real meditation, not just going over things in, in our minds and thinking, because all you're going to do is go over the same things that you've always gone over before. We have to leave still the mind, Concentrate on the breathing, get back to some real meditation, detach ourselves from the situation and look at the big picture of what's happening. Now, of course, this is not easy. Uh, if it was easy, we wouldn't get stuck in that predicament. But when we get in these situations, more and more, it's as if we're wearing blinkers, on a, like on a horse. We fail to see things which are just outside our, our field of vision. We get con- we get stuck in one particular um, you know, one particular way of doing things. And the stopping and the stopping of the thoughts, because the thoughts are just going to lead you down the same road you've always gone down, allows a way of looking at things from a different perspective. And it may be that it's not what you're doing is wrong, but you're going about it in an inefficient way or the wrong way, or you know, there's other ways of dealing with the problem, or so on. Uh, on the other hand, of course, you know, like I say about the person who wants to mow the lawn and he gives up because the, there's no petrol in the in the lawnmower. You know, you have to look at that and say, well, am I giving up too easily? Is this something which actually I should be going out and achieving? Um, if this person is always getting a problem with a lawnmower and always finding it's breaking down, you know, he shouldn't be, perhaps, you know, shouldn't be trying to repair it each time or taking it to be repaired. He should look at, you you know, uh, giving up and buying a new lawnmower. Um, And people spend their whole lives like this. I know my father used to have an old car and he would spend ages, you know, trying to get it going, repairing, it was always letting it down. And he refused for years to bite the bullet and just buy a decent car that worked. You know, this is how people are. It's almost like, you know, this possession, this car or whatever, you know, takes hold. People do it with their houses, they do it with their jobs and so on. We have to step back and see the big picture. You for listening, you can email me, Phil at Braham.net. You can look at my website, Philip with one L dot Braham, dot net. braham is B R A H A M. And if you send an email, put podcast in a subject so it doesn't get lost. Thank you. I'm not real, I'm not real, I'm not real, I'm not